Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 170. We kick things off by telling Ricks a little bit about the mega desk that I constructed here in my apartment. I got the idea from that office episode. Not as quite as monstrous as the one in the office, but mine's got its own little uh its own little thing going on here, which is pretty neat. And then we talk about e-bikes. The E stands for electric. Electric bicycles and how that mode of transportation has completely changed the way I view commuting. And with Victor being in that mode of economically and environmentally friendly, wow, he is doing something on the highway. What is that thing? No, it's not prostitution, but you'll have to listen to find out. (laughs) And then finally... Because this has been such a stressful week, we finish off the conversation (laughs) with politics, and no, it's not going to be a controversial thing that we're talking about. We're just, we're processing all the emotions that we're having right now, which in my mind feels like it's A-OK. So with that, episode number, what, 170 of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy. So I So I changed up my <laughs> are, you, uh, are you are you are you having some <laughs> desk Well this is why you'll because I had to plug stuff in and then I had to plug in unplug plug in unplug because you can't really see but if I tilt my computer Maybe you can kind of see it, but, uh, hang on. So, so you see how the keyboard is on my, as on my desk where that keyboard is, where that keyboard is, is where I normally have my stuff, where I put my elbows, you know, whatever, but I put the keyboard on top of it. And then I had this other little desk off to the side and the other little desk it's just the right height where it can slide underneath the desk I have now. So now I've got like a little a little mega desk going on here. Where on the shelf I have my laptop, my my other monitor, which is the TV, and the mixer. And then on the main desk part on the side is where I have the microphone hooked up, and then where I have this keyboard sitting on top of it. And then uh Underneath that, I have a little piece of desk that I had on the wall over here, but I just slid it over. And so now what's nice is I don't have to keep moving the keyboard on and off, on and off, on and off. And this little desk, if I wanted to, is just the perfect size where it's not attached to anything. I just lift it up, you know, a quarter of an inch and I can just slide it underneath my bigger desk that's right here. So I have I have a quick question before you get into your thing, because uh, I had I had a uh, comment from an interested party asking if there's any way that we're gonna do a live stream like stream to YouTube and then put the podcast on uh, whatever podcast platform. I I don't know your thoughts on that of of trying to do it live because I know sometimes we say certain things that <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta. I was just about to modify. say I'm a loose cannon. I don't want to do something that's live. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm we down have... to try it, but a lot of the times it's just better to have a product that's been edited rather than one that is well face value. I mean, I don't know. The thing is, if we do it live, I'm gonna I'm gonna be somewhat guarded you know i'm not gonna be a hundred percent me i'm gonna so, be guarded a little bit and I, so yeah i feel like that's gonna sacrifice a little bit of quality well and that's and that's the thing too is that i mean loose cannons i think we're both that and that's kind of what makes it beautiful here because little little behind the scenes thing there there are some times that victor and i say things that we probably shouldn't have said or said in that way or they make perfect sense but people will find a way to contort it and bitch about it you know what i'm saying people love complaining about shit so 
exactly. It's not it's not worth it. I mean, we're I I think we're we're both po- perfectly honest. But when you go live stream, I mean, I mean that 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 is the stuff of scandals to occur in in years to come. Yeah, live stream. I don't know. It seems like a lot of work, especially when you're telling me how much of a pain in the ass it is that you've with the last couple of YouTube channels you've done, and I don't know. This is just way easier. It'd be cool to do, but I have no inclination to do it right now. You know, I don't know. We can try yeah. it out. It's it's a it's a it's a progress, man. I feel like I people just feel would like I would faces, censor myself. So. <laughs> I mean, we can try. Yeah. It. Whatever, yeah, but so it's it's anyway it's, it's up in the air. So anyway, go on. That was it. That that's Mega Desk. But also, uh, one thing I've been doing is <laughs> I've been <laughs> Mega Desk is that I uh, I've been riding around an electric bike everywhere the last several days. Have you ever seen an electric bike? Why? Dude, it's freaking awesome. No. It is a thousand times better than driving around in a car. You can think of this, dude. You have the maneuverability of a bicycle that can pretty much move for the most part with the speed of a car. I mean, it's not going to go like 50 miles. I mean, maybe some of them can, but I generally don't go more than 30 miles an hour. But it's so easy to zip around town and to get around it's amazing. It's so fast to like pull over real quick if I need to look at my phone, do a U-turn, slow down and then go through the red lights that are like at little little intersections, you know, or a T intersection cuz you're a bicycle and you can just do that. So So I'm wondering, can you can you can you describe what the experience of riding an electric bike is? I've never done something like that. I I didn't even think that was like something that was common, but what is an electric bike? I fuck if I know. I don't know. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bicycle that's electric. It's not a motorcycle. It's less intense than a motorcycle. But you turn on the battery and there's a little computer and you can adjust the power of the motor. And so once you start to pedal, the motor kicks in. And so what I'll do is I'll pedal and then I'll just slow and then you can feel it catch. Just like with the clutch, you pedal, and then what you do is you start to you slow down the pedal, and you can feel the motor kick in, and then you just do this nice, easy, slow pedal motion to keep the motor going, and it ju- you just zip by the street, and dude, going uphill is super easy too, and uh, it's great. What and. What's the what's the average speed that you're like? This is this is kind of blowing my mind right now. I I've never I've never so thought about this. So I go. It depends because obviously like you can't go as fast if you're going uphill, but generally like twenty five miles an hour. So there's a computer in the like on the handle or it's like- a computer. It's a little. It's a little. I mean, it's not like a computer computer like that's in a Tesla. It's just this little brick like contraption that has a power button and then it displays how fast you're going how much battery is left and approximately how much power you're using in the moment and then these two little buttons to adjust the power of the motor and that's about it so it's like it's connected to the battery which is also connected to the motor on the bike so so it's like a it's it looks like a bike it's just kind of souped up. It is a bicycle. It is a bicycle. You can ride it. It's it's a regular bicycle and it happens to have a little electric motor on it. The only difference is that you have this oblong uh you have this oblong uh battery attached to the frame. That's the only difference. Okay. That that's basically what I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wild! I I I have to say, I've heard of them. I've never like they're they're not. Are they common in L.A.? Is that something that people use? My buddy Dan is trying to revolutionize the way people in Los Angeles commute. He is he started an electric bicycle company that does. You can do rentals or tour tours, or you can purchase electric bikes. Um, I mean, obviously, right now shit hit the fan with the pandemic because he started it he he launched it this year 
Um, he's done a couple things here and there. Plenty of people have bought bicycles from him, electric bicycles from him. But, dude, after one day of riding around for a couple hours, because I rode them before. I rode it once last year. We rode it up to the Hollywood sign, but that was really the only time that I ever rode one. But I'm I'm zipping through town, and it's amazing. Absolutely no need for a car unless I need to go, like, get a ton of groceries or something like that. That actually, I mean, dude, so when I was living in uh, Minneapolis before I had a car and I was living at Brooks and Angie's, uh, I, ha- I brought my bike up and... I would go to the grocery store and carry it back on a backpack, driving uphill the way back. And I was like, oh, God, I wish that there was... Because I always had to, like, take a shower afterwards. It was just... It was the worst experience ever. An electric bicycle would have been perfect for you when you were in Minnesota, especially having to go to work. Man. Zero, zero sweat. That. I mean, the only time I really sweat is if it's like the sun is out and it's hot, you know. And I'm, I wear a backpack sometimes. That's about it. But dude, it's such a it's such a nice cruise, super slow and steady. When you're going uphill, very easy. You can uh, just zip down the road pretty quick. I mean, cars will still pass you, but you're going pretty you're going pretty quick. Do you do you pedal at all at this? Uh, like um... I, the only time I pedal is to kick in a little more power. Like if I'm on a flat surface and I'm just cruising, and then I need to pick up some speed, I'll pedal a little bit. I pedal going uphill, downhill. I don't pedal at all. But any time that I want to just kick in a little bit of power, I just pedal a little bit. You could feel the motor kick in. And it's just amazing. Do, Absolutely amazing. Do you uh, plug it in like a USB port or something like that? Or an iPhone charger? No, there's a uh, there's a power adapter that I use that plugs into the wall. And then there's the end that pug- plugs into the battery. I have to say, I've never, I've never actually talked to somebody who has used one of those devices before. So that that's reassuring. I mean, I've heard good things. I mean, just generally speaking, but yeah, it is extremely comfortable, uh, efficient, enjoyable, therapeutic. It has completely changed the way I look at commuting. So are you are you going to get one, or are you just going to keep renting one? No, I have. I, I'm not renting it right now. I just asked Dan. I'm like, hey, dude, can I borrow an electric bike from you to test it out and see how it works? Particularly for doing the DoorDash orders. Right. That's why I've been whipping it around so so much. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, test it out. Tell me how you like it. We'll see what happens. And then we'll talk later about renting it. So you're you're looking at are you looking at it, like renting it or buying one? Because that sounds like a pretty. Sol- I'm looking solid at not. Investment. I'm looking at using it for as long as possible before he asks me to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to buy one, when I asked him, like, because he told me he was like, make sure you lock it up every single time. He's got this fat ass lock that I use, and he's like, just so you know, you know, these bikes are generally. You know, sixteen hundred to twenty two hundred dollars. Oh my god! Like the, and he's like the one you're using. He's like the one you're using is about I think sixteen hundred. So just keep that in mind. Just lock it up every time. So I know you're not going to lose the bike. I know you're going to lock it up. But if you were to not lock it up, that's how much you'd owe me. <laughs> Holy shit! But that's, dude, yeah. it's I mean, dude, it will replace a car. For most people. I mean, imagine this. What do you use your car for? Assuming that you're not commuting back and forth to Chicago and you, you know, and you just are living within the confines of, uh, or commuting within the confines of where you live, right? What do you need a car for? So here's the thing where, right? where I find my disconnect, and, and this is part of the reason too, <laughs> is that, I mean, obviously, like, I feel like LA is the perfect place for that because you can bike year round. You don't have to wait for 
winter to be over or something like that. So that, I think right. that, that that is is kind of jading or whatever. But oh man, yeah, Chicago winters, Minnesota winters or whatever. But if yeah. if if it's a place where it's warm year round, then for sure that's amazing. I mean, it's it, it doesn't. You don't have to insure it. You don't have to pay for gas. You don't have to pay when you're parking. You don't have to park at a meter. You just chain it up wherever. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is unbelievably versatile and efficient and just so perfect in every aspect. Oh, that's awesome. Man. It's I amazing. It's amazing. Never even thought about that. Wow. So long term, though, once to become like rich and successful, is that still something that uh, you would find worthwhile having? Absolutely. It dude, if I were to if I were to sum it up in one word, it's pleasant. It's just so awesome to have. If you if you get an electric bike, no matter where you are in your commuting needs or how old you are or whatever, it's it's also just so therapeutic. And so it's fun to get out of the house. And I mean, going for a walk is nice. Riding your bike is nice. Riding your electric bike, that's where it's at. And see, th- that's that's where I draw my line. Right? Is that I would never, I would never want to learn how to ride a motorcycle, but an electric bike. Yeah, no, I'd I'd be on board for that. Seems a little less dangerous. Seems a little more versatile. But yeah, that's uh, huh. Never never thought that that was something that was like super commercially available and <laughs> that you have a friend <laughs> to give you a, a little taste of the future. I mean, they're not, uh, I, it would be really great to see in the next several years in the next several, you know, decades or whatever, however, our, I, just to the transition away from cars. I mean, right now the electric car thing is becoming more popular, right? Electric cars are more popular now. Totally. But dude, just get rid of the car altogether and get the electric bike. Bro, I'm down for that. That was actually something, now that I remember it, when I was living up in Minnesota, uh, Brooks had mentioned, oh, you know, it might be worth investing in a electric bike or something like that. So, yeah. It's totally worth it. Because think of it this way, too. How much does a car cost? A cheap car at least fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars, depending yeah. on who you buy it from, it probably won't last you that long, you know. But spend sixteen to twenty two hundred on, on an electric bike. Just, just let's just call it twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred dollars on an electric bike for the cost of a used, rundown car. You can buy a brand new electric bike, and the cost of maintaining that bike will be zero to none compared to the costs of maintaining a car. Yeah. And for the most part, the maintenance, just like with a regular bicycle, you can do yourself. You still want to oil it, check the tires. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Right? right. Like, how often do you run into bike problems? And yeah. if you do, what's the most expensive repair you're going to have? It's just right. un the the level of efficiency and uh, minimal cost and just the pleasantries that you get out of riding it are ungodly. It's I, as you can tell, I am going on and on and on about how phenomenal. An electric bike is it's yeah dude i mean you're you're kind of convincing me if if i ever have the opportunity to do something like that that's uh something i, I very well may consider hook me up with your friend <laughs> let's let, let's make this happen but that kind of reminds me back when i was growing up or whatever i don't know if you ever daydreamed about crazy technology or stuff like that there was this weird vision that i had of a you know, the uh, Prairie Path and the Great Western Trail. So we've got Illinois right. has those two lines or whatever. 
and my family would bike down the Great Western Trail when we were growing up. I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if we had technology to be able to automate that? And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you know, a mini train or something like that, just rolling down the thing where it's an automated caboose or something like that that just drives down the Great Western Trail. And then you've got a couple of cars, you've got a diner car, you've got a sleeper car, all that. And here I'm like 13 years old or whatever. So I'm thinking mini cars and stuff like that. And it feels like that technology is kind of arriving right now where, I mean, if you have a bicycle that can operate itself, hell yeah. That, that'd oh, be, that would be, be even f- cooler. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was, that, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And the only reason that I say that too, by the way, is my brother has been going through a bunch of our family's old uh, technology CDs and uh, pen drives that have kind of been lost over the years and just been tossed in a bucket. And so he's been going through them. And I found, and oh, well, he found and gave to me one of the pen drives that I had had from growing up when I was writing my books back in junior high, high school. And it had all the files, some of which I didn't have anymore. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I don't know. I, tangent, but... What's a pen drive? I don't think I've ever heard of that or seen one. I went straight from floppy disk to zip drive to USB. Oh, no, it's a USB. It's a USB It's a USB drive. It's, oh, it, that, that's that, another name? Oh. It, it's called the pen it's drive. It's just another name? I didn't know that. I always just called it a USB drive or a flash drive. Oh, yeah. I grew up uh, knowing it as a pen drive. I never called it pen drive, ever. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm actually thinking of a pen that you stick in your computer. That's what pen <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. No, man. Uh, uh, yeah, pen drive is a USB drive. Oh, that's so weird that you never heard that. That was no, that was how I, that was how I referred to it growing like when that became a thing, it's a pen drive. Like that's literally how I refer to any USB drive as a, as a I pen. used a floppy disk. Well, not a not a real authentic floppy disk, but the old school ones that were plastic that were like a square. The plastic ones. Yeah. I used those up and up through I think sophomore year of high school and then I went straight to flash drive because we didn't have a zip drive on my computer. But I knew what they were. I knew they were like the, the, uh, like the floppy disk, but on steroids a little bit. But yeah, the flash drive I started using in college, and now we have Google Drive, and we don't have to. We, everything is just wireless. Yeah, fuck all that. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I don't know how cr- like much content you had growing up, whether it was just like personal stuff that you were doing or. I mean, I don't know, homework assignments, stuff like that, that ended up getting lost over time that cannot ever be recovered because it was either straight up on paper or it was saved to a floppy disk that doesn't really work anymore. I don't know. I still have a couple projects from high school saved on my computer. And from, did- and, and, and all of my papers, I think, from college. When when did you uh cuz email was kind of a new thing when we were growing up um when do you remember getting your first email uh when i was like a i think i was a freshman in high school uh maybe 8th grade i had an at sbcglobal.net email address oh that my, was my very first email God. address SBC Global. Oh my God! Wow, that's that's old school right there. Yeah, and I think SBC Global, but I never used it for anything. I never used my email address for anything. Really? I never emailed things to myself. And when I was in college, I always used my university email address, and I didn't make a Gmail address until after graduating from college. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Because I, I was trying to, like, I had uh, been talking with my mom, or uh, it was like last week or something, and we were, for some reason, email addresses had come up, and I was thinking to myself, when did I create it? It was probably 
like 2002, so I probably would have been going into junior high or something like that when I created my Yahoo account, which I still like I still have and I use as kind of a disposable um email address right now cuz all my other stuff goes to my Gmail, but uh I remember because I'd been writing books and shit like that with uh myself and Mark Bykowski and him and I had been mm-hmm. emailing stuff back and forth, which is the reason why we needed an email address one of the first times that it was possible to send files back and forth um, over the web. And that's, yeah, I don't know. I, I still I still have those original emails back from like 2002, 2003 or whatever. Um, those are still saved on my Yahoo account. It, it's it's so it's so wild to go back and and just look at them. I haven't done it for a while, but it was like two years ago that I was just like, wow! I st- all these emails were still saved. I mean, for whatever reason. It's so wild to think that when we entered high school, that was almost twenty years ago. <laughs> you're you're, you're hurting my soul, man. My my soul is hurting enough. <laughs> For a minute, I was like, I can't believe email was like almost 20 years old. Well, it's older than that. It's from the 90s, but we didn't start yeah. using it until probably 10, almost maybe 10 years after it first became available in the mid-90s. Right. With AOL. With, yeah. And dial-up. Instant instant messenger, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, side note, too. Well, not side note. Kind of like just... Uh, 90 return i also did oh because with dan he did adopt a highway so that he has a sign on the five freeway that says you know the next two miles of road are adopted by silver lake electric bikes and so i did a freeway cleanup with him on sunday that he does now once a month so that felt good to help him out dude i don't understand why there is just so much litter everywhere I was always taught growing up to throw things away and to not just just toss something on the ground. I understand that if, you know, sometimes the trash gets overflowed and so there's trash. Like, I understand trash that escapes uh, the area in which it is supposed to be contained, but there's just no way. There's just so much freaking trash everywhere. And it's crazy because... Some of the plastic we pick up, like plastic, you know, like the type of plastic that's thicker, almost like a tarp for a tarp, you know, we pick it up with the grabby stick and it's, it's been out there for so long that it almost disintegrates when you touch it. It breaks apart. It's so brittle. And then also like with a bag of chips the foil, you can see all of the color is gone. It's like, how long has this been sitting out here for? Wow. But I just can't believe all the trash that's out there. Dude. So it felt good it felt good to go up to an area, see a bunch of trash, clean it up, and then see it totally looking brand new. That's awesome. No, that's that that's great. I know that's something that is kind of with uh, my parents' house or whatever. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it to you where like people will just throw out entire like trash bags out of their car on the little little side area of my parents like ditch because there's no sidewalk so i i don't know what... oh where the where the campaign signs you uh were that little area right in between the bushes and the road exactly so house. it's okay. probably it's probably a good eight feet or whatever and then you it it's it looks like a ditch too so it looks like right. kind of unoccupied space but man every other week you have to go out and pick up uh garbage bags filled of just trash that people threw out you know beer bottles or, pro- or beer cans are probably the biggest thing those but- are from high schoolers for sure but McDonald's bags and and all the tra- like they just throw it out and I just I think to myself wow this this was definitely like it didn't it didn't blow here it's an entire bag full of trash they threw it out intentionally it just it blows my mind that there are people who are just so uncaring of the I was environment with, um, I was with someone that we uh, used to hang out with in high school who we saw a few years ago and we were. I don't want to say their name, but I was, we, were, we were hanging out with someone 
in high school, I was with someone who we hung out with in high school, who we saw a few years ago, and we were like, this person is way different. What the heck? So maybe you can guess. And we're driving, and we're like 17 or 18, and he has the McDonald's, and he puts the garbage in the McDonald's bag, rolls down his window. I'm sitting behind him. He's the driver. I'm sitting behind him, I think. And he just throws it out the window as we're driving on, I don't know, St. Charles Road or or uh, I think actually it, maybe it was North Avenue. I don't know. But without even hesitating, just crumples it up, throws it in there, throws it out the window. I was like, dude, what the heck? And he's like, what? I'm like, you just – I tried to bring it up like, dude, you could get a ticket for that. Like you want to be careful. In my head, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But, it, you know, I told him, like, you might get a ticket. Those are like 1500 anywhere from 500 to $1,000 tickets. And he's like – and his response was, what do you expect me to do? You, What am I supposed to do? I'm just <laughs> supposed to – he goes, I'm just supposed to hold on to it until I find a trash can? Yeah, dude. You put everything in the paper bag. You fold it up nicely. And you hold on to it until you find a trash can. That is exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And his, it was just amazing that his level of concern was non-existent. Not even like, should I, you know, should I not? Maybe, I don't know. Like, no, just crumple it up, boom. And then forgot about it the second it went out the window. Yeah, I know. Now, the I, I do feel, I do feel like there is a new dynamic right now. Now that everything's recorded everywhere all the time. I feel like it's it's less likely for people to be of that that mindset. I don't know. I don't I don't run in those type of circles, so I I wouldn't know. It's funny because I mean we'll come back. I mean we talked a little bit about this in previous episodes, where uh, your current your the environment that you're in is the result of a collective attitude and mentality of the people that are living in that particular area oh totally right yeah so if you're living in a place that's super and it doesn't have i mean it's not necessarily about money but if you're in a place that's super nice people are it's nice because people their default setting is to keep things and make things nice not to just trash it Whereas if you go over to, you know, Sunset and La Brea or Sunset and Vine, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Where I told you a couple weeks ago, I saw someone standing at the corner, drinking a tall boy beer, drank the rest of it, just dropped it without even thinking about it. Was just dropped it, plop, there it is in the street, and just walked away. Yeah. I would like to do a very interesting uh, experiment where... You take uh, – you go to a particular intersection that is predominantly populated, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 or 30 people uh, that – I mean because a lot of the people here are homeless that are – that have – full function of their brain. They're just homeless for whatever reason, and they're totally normal people. Most of the people, though, that are homeless are have a few wires that have been crossed, and they're not there mentally, and they are probably never coming back. Right. Right? But there's a corner that I was like, it would be. there's always trash there all the time. I was like, it would be really interesting to take a group of people, you know, 10, 15, 20 people, whatever – and who are from a completely different environment and they camp out or they are quote unquote homeless they you know for a month or two and just to see what the habit what people's habits are are they the type of person that will continue to make things nice and look clean or as a result of being quote unquote homeless in this experiment will they just not give a shit and start trashing the place just like in the movie trading places uh with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, where the the two guys, the two rich brothers, they have an experiment where they take Dan Aykroyd's character, who's super wealthy, and they trade places with him with Eddie Murphy's character, who is living on the street, 
and the, and they are, their experiment is let's see if the person living on the street will continue to be a thief or with, or if they will adapt and be somebody respectable and let's see if the person who is respectable and wealthy uh goes to the street if they will maintain those characteristics or if they will resort to crime so there are there are two things that come to mind right now and this is actually thank you thank you for for providing such a um juicy topic because when i was at seminary right i was at union it was a a very progressive seminary and so it was it was about social justice right allowing the right. the autonomy of all human beings and there was somebody who was in my graduating class who uh, her name was jen and she chose to go her internship was at an organization where she would be homeless. She would become a homeless person for the entire semester. She would live on the streets and try and understand. It was it was the wildest thing that I had ever heard of. And afterwards, um, it was it was very interesting because uh, her her report basically was something to the extent of you know on the streets. People on the streets take care of each other, and everyone else is kind of um, non-existent. It, it, they don't factor into the decision-making process when it comes to just surviving. And so, for her, she she didn't shower, she didn't um, she didn't really eat anything good or anything like that for a, a full uh, five months, I think it was. Where she just, Damn. she she was just there um, and just tried to see what it would be like as somebody who she had, she had grown up, I believe, in a upper middle class household. And so for her to kind of dress down, become grungy and going on the streets uh, and then reporting back to basically everyone in, in our seminary class, it was like, man, that, that's kind of a wild I I mean I I don't even know what to make of um an experience like that where yeah I mean yeah you, you, you realize there's there's a certain there's a certain rhythm within the streets that a lot of us who have never been homeless experience and that was something that kind of opened my eyes um like oh you know it's it's a different code it's a different code of ethics on the street right so it's uh it's very strange out here because the homeless population is so great that you see homeless people all over the place and when I'm walking to the store I'm out and about or I'm wherever the the individuals who are not drug addicts or have fried their brain they're totally normal like nice people sometimes they ask for change like they're very friendly or you can hear the conversation that they're having with each other and then you have the other side of the coin this darker more insidious side of the people whose brains are so fried they're never coming back and they're the ones that are screaming at the tree or just shouting expletives or like just like what the hell total downward spiral but it's L.A. is a, dude. I keep saying over and over, dude. L.A. is such a strange place. It's a very interesting, uh, peculiar city. <laughs> I believe that. Um, how how is how is the uh, stability of? I mean, I know right now we don't want to like date it or anything like that, but. Obviously, with the election probably still ongoing by the everything time we is completely it. boarded up. So Tuesday, I was wondering uh, over the yeah. over the weekend and on Monday, and throughout election day, we were boarding up again. Everything completely boarded up for preparing for the potential disastrous result that hopefully does not occur. What uh, percentage would you say boarded up the businesses? Was it was it every every business? Yeah, really. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we learned our lesson. The city got its taste of chaos during the 
George Floyd riots. And everything is prepped up, and you see that they uh, they have people that are cutting the plywood to the exact specifications of windows and doors, and things are getting screwed and bolted and hammered, and it's serious business. Dude, you gotta figure that, like, Home Depot and Menards and shit like that are just having a blast right now. With oh, their... absolutely, <laughs> dude. Like, they are just selling lumber that like is crazy. Just, mm, man. They are just going through lumber and screws, ta- man. Ta- talk about something to invest in right there. <laughs> but it's interesting because has Victor from Chicago said anything like that? Has he said that businesses in downtown Chicago are boarded up at all or not so much? Not so much. No, no. I haven't talked to him recently i i have been watching the reports and stuff like that illinois and chicago area not really the the same sort of thing but i know new york and new jersey are are both there just because i have a lot of interactions with them yeah yeah they're they're doing the same thing i didn't prepping i didn't realize though that it was it was pretty much every business that's uh that's kind of wild it's interesting because you know glen ellen dupage county is a is a little more civil when it comes to uh, individuals uh, acting out or lack thereof when it comes to results of one thing or another. Whereas you live in a major city, the youth get a little rambunctious and uh, take to the streets. And then there are people who want to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, and they just, they just want to go fucking they, crazy and break shit. Anarchists. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah. way... Oh, random, totally random thing. So, leading up to the election, this is, I, I found this actually kind of, um, I don't know, interesting. I don't know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So, we've got the we've got the corner, right, of St. Charles and Western. And okay. for probably about five or six days, um, there was a woman out there. A, uh, just one woman with a sign, uh, a Joe Biden sign, just holding it up there for, like, during rush hour, so between the hours of, like, three and six. She was there for normally about two hours, three hours a day, just holding up a sign at the corner of the road. And it was so interesting to hear, like, the cars that ended up passing by, uh, either honking or whatever, and I was just like, oh, man. I got one better for you. Uh, I, at the corner where I live, or uh, one, one street over, there's a guy. I've seen him before at different corners. And he has a giant cross. And on the cross, I believe it says God saves or Jesus saves or something like that. And he's at the intersection and when, depending on, on what side of the street, when it says that pedestrians can cross the street, dude, this guy is so animated. The only way I can describe him is, like, if you were to take a person and he was a wind-up toy and you wind him up and cross the street because he looks like he's marching. Like, dude, bro, look at me. Bro, he takes the cross and... He takes the cross in his hand, and he's going up and down, and he's going side to side with his torso, and his knees are in the air, and this dude looks like like he is like a robot or something, right? Like, almost like a robot because of his movements, and it's not like he's just standing there holding it, screaming, Jesus is the way. He's just so, like, goofy, like, moving his head to the left and right while... Uh, while, like, taking the cross and, like, doing this, like, pumping motion up and down with the cross above his head while marching and getting the knees up and going back and forth, back and forth. And then he'll stop in the middle of the crosswalk and he'll, like, he'll, like, wave it from side to side and then he'll stand in place marching but do, like, a 360, but he's standing in place and then when it's counting down, you know... Six, five, four, three, two, one. Then he starts moving out. And then when the lights change again, then he's uh, perpendicular to where he was. And now he's on the next uh, crosswalk doing the same thing. 
Wow. And I wanted to get I wanted to get what your thoughts were because uh the I mean you mostly see it with that which I just described with religion in particular Christianity when you see people get in your face to try and like do what they do, right? And I just want to get your thoughts like what what comes to mind when you see somebody who is I mean, I want to say it's pretty obnoxious with the way that they are trying to get people's attention and um, have them, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're it, – it just seems like they're the type of person, you know, that they're standing at the street corner so people can see them stand at the street corner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, man, dude, I, I'm I'm trying to think right now. I, I feel I feel like – it's just it's the personality, but at the same time, I also kind of know that there are people who are are true believers, so to speak. People who who just like have to believe and and have to you know share this whatever messages they're they're trying to share. Um, I I don't know what what are your thoughts? I I I I don't I don't know what to make of something like that. Well, I was gonna say. I can appreciate and respect somebody who's doing that in a manner that is parallel with someone who is filled with joy and love. But a lot of the time when you see people do that stuff, I remember a particular moment on campus in college where the dude is pretty much he's going out of his way to insult you. So that you can jump on board with whatever he's doing. I remember one guy, he was standing at campus, pretty much chastising anybody for just being in their late teens or early 20s. Talking down on them in such a condescending manner for drinking and having sex and doing all these, like, quote-unquote, worldly things... And I'm thinking, like, I'm walking by. I'm like, bro, I get what you're saying, but you got to change up the strategy. You know, you got to work on your communication skills because this is just rubbing people the wrong way. It it kind of depends because I know at, at Drake University we had that that same sort of thing where it depends whether it's an organized march or whatever. Because a lot of times, if there's an organization or multiple people around, then the purpose of doing that is to try and create a lawsuit by people who are so offended by the outrageous things that are being said. They assault these people, and that's where they get their finances from. Is lawsuits of uh, of ass- really? of assault? Yeah, 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 yeah. So any if anybody out there ever comes across an organized group of people who are being super antagonistic, never, ever, ever engage with them because the the purpose of them being there is to get people to uh, do something that will allow them to sue. And get money from from you. That makes sense why when I see some of these things, I mean, maybe not necessarily like a group, but on an individual level, I mean, the way in which, I mean, not saying that. There could be somebody in the wings too filming. And and that's the thing is that it's all about their reaction. If you can, if you can capture somebody potentially assaulting another individual, that's how they get their money. I mean, literally, it's not through donations or anything like that. It's right. through lawsuits. It, it's the it, yeah. It's not necessarily either like their message or the theme. I don't want anyone to think that like I am abhorrently against people who are trying to spread whatever message they're trying to spread. But it's the manner in which they do it. Just it's like wow, you are being incredibly crass right now. This is just unbelievable i did not know somebody can just be so insensitive and obnoxious and yet here you are in front of me just but that makes sense like doing it not necessarily for the message but just to antagonize people and get a reaction out of them it's crazy the world is so much more complicated than just the initial like what it is that they're trying to say that may not be the case they may want something else they may want money in which case their goal is to antagonize people to assault them so they can get the money that they have so desired. 
And then what really sucks is like going back to the religion thing is you have people who uh, either are neutral or, you know, against religion. But then when you have these people that are so antagonistic, it's like, dude, you're ruining it for everybody else who has a genuine uh, – who has like a genuine message. Who, anybody else who is in your group that is also trying to spread the word – you know, you're ruining it for them because there are people who can do it in a manner that is more inviting and loving and you might capture a few souls like you're trying to do. But because of you and because of you, you're, you know, you're just your self-righteousness, you are turning people off who otherwise may be, quote unquote, save souls if they would have just crossed paths with someone who is, uh, I would say, just normal. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It, it, and that's the thing, too. It's it's all about them, right? What can they yes. What can they get from this? As opposed to what can, if they actually believe? I mean, really, if you think about it, makes no sense. So, yeah, I I yeah, I've had I've had plenty of those experiences. Walk into walk into at Drake University. Walk into football practice at fucking five thirty in the morning, and having all the those like crazy religious zealots lining up where it's not like they're they're setting up cameras too so it's not like they're planning on trying to convert people they're trying to antagonize people and so you've got the you know god hates gays and and uh you know god hates every you know all all those that don't conform to us kind of signs that go up that was kind of a, a cool kind of inside thing that I got to see as somebody who was going to a training and walked to the nap center to work out and stuff like that. And then coming back, seeing how they had mobilized and organized and had all the cameras in strategic positions. It wasn't about promoting the message. It was it was never about promoting the message. It was always about trying to... Um, get money for their cause by uh, assault by those that feel so negative about those those right. type of philosophies it's just so mind-blowing that someone can be so incredibly self-serving so I, yeah, is it though is it is it really i mean i mean I, it's funny because we're saying these things and i'm sure that there is a certain level uh, that we can look to in our own lives where we act a bit crass or out of the going out of our way to be self-serving or whatever. This is a perfect example of us, you know, pointing the finger at the speck in someone else's eye when we've got a fucking massive log in our own eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> bro, I will give you props for that biblical reference. Amen to you, my brother. Amen to I know you. What I'm talking about. I yeah. know you do. Uh, but. Because the person who got me interested in, like, religion wasn't a jackass. You know what I'm saying? And I don't I don't practice or pray or do any of that, but I, I read it and I, and I find it interesting from the perspective of just wanting to learn and grow. Uh, and that's kind of the attitude I think people should have is just be more open. But you have, like you said, people that are – out on the corner for the sake of being seen out on the corner that are ruining the experience for other people that could find it to be helpful. And I think that, yeah, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I'll, I'll close, I'll close my comments out with this where, um, it was, it was something that I mentioned on the, uh, the recalled podcast the other day or well, a couple hours ago, depending on when this is posted. Um, that I had my friend from GA who I've talked about before. The one with the Confederate flag tattoo. Yes. I already know who you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> he calls me up last night and as he's he's driving home from his therapist. And this is the same guy. So to, to set the scene, let me set the scene real quick. So the individual that you're talking to has a tattoo, I believe, on his inner bicep of the Confederate flag, at which point, uh, over time, getting a ride with him from GA, you kind of got to understand and see why it is that he thinks the things that he does. 
And we use that in an example as saying, hey, you know, just because someone has a different belief system from you doesn't mean they're a bad person. You just need to understand them. Now, rewind, you know, a month or so ago, you guys were going to go to uh, a GA meeting that was going to be in person, the first one, I think, with the whole pandemic. And last minute, you did not feel comfortable riding in the same car, obviously because of breathing space. He took that as a personal offense. He got upset. He pretty much called you out and told you in a very polite manner to fuck off. Didn't use those words, but pretty much was what he was thinking. You didn't end up going to GA, and now he has called you up last night. Go. So, first of all, (laughs) quick rewind. I did go to GA. Oh, you did? Last last Tuesday. Oh, okay. Got it. For the first time. And I was I was not planning on going to GA for safety stuff. He calls me up about uh, 25, 30 minutes before it starts because it takes him probably about 25, 30 minutes to get there. So he just calls me. He's like, oh, hey, just wanted to check in with you, see how you were doing, all that. Uh, about five to ten minutes into the call, he says, why don't you just come to... Because I said I didn't have any meetings going on in the next half hour or something like that. Why don't you just come to GA? I said, is it is it safe? And he said, yeah, no. Everyone, you know, it's, even though it's indoors right now, everyone is wearing masks. We're staying, like, socially distant, stuff like that. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay, well... And I made a split-second decision, and this is probably one of those things that I'm grateful for. I make a lot of split-second decisions, which I regret. And uh, in that moment, I said, you know what? Because he had said, there's 15 minutes till it starts. You can still make it. I said, okay, I'm going to come. And so, literally, I, I just rush out of the house and, and go to the meeting. And it was it was a phenomenal experience, and got a chance to talk with uh, him, and after the the meeting and all that. But then he calls me up last night, and he he's on his way back from his uh, his therapist, and he he is devastated uh, because Trump appears to be losing, and as somebody who is on the total opposite perspective. I was thinking to myself, okay, how is this going to go? I don't know. And we talked for probably about a half an hour. He was telling me he has only gotten probably the same amount of sleep that I've gotten. I've gotten like three hours, four hours of sleep for the past two nights. What? Go is on. Is this because you're – I have to know. Is the reason that, you're, that you've gotten very little sleep because you are dialed in to – CNN, ABC, NBC, watching the live stream on YouTube, paying attention to all this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Dude, part of me, real quick, so I have a link that my dad sent me uh, by the New York Times that gives you uh, their projections for the all of the electoral votes. And I'm looking at this thing, you know, on election night, I'm checking it here and there while I'm door dashing. And I'm like, why am I even wasting my time with this? All of this data is so fucking inaccurate. Like, and then last night I was watching a little bit of uh, NBC Live. And after like five or ten minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. All they ever do is just talk, 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 talk to fill space. Don't say anything that is tangible. Everything is speculation. None of this is accurate. I'll fucking know when I know. Turned it off. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll get the results when everyone else does. I am not wasting a moment of my time being plugged into something that could take weeks, if not until the, uh, next month. Or, or I think it's weeks, next month. It's like the same thing. But I believe, what is it, January 6th is the deadline that all of the members of the Electoral College have to have their ballots cast. Yes. So we're talking a while. We're talking, you know, two months. I have to say, I applaud your <laughs> your calm in this whole experience. Because for me, and I know for my family and for Matt, who I talked to, it just it it has been it has been the most anxiety causing experience 
and I, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it, it, there, there's a lot of different reasons why I, I feel the intentional need to keep like rechecking, you know, the CNN projections and updates and stuff like that. But I mean, in the end, when it comes down to it, and I, I don't know if this is too callous to say, but why the fuck should I care as a white, straight, middle-class male about what the election result is? Because it's not necessarily going to affect me personally, but at the same time, I still find that oh, desire to, I don't know, I mean, it's... it's Live the, in a better world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I don't know, man. As far as politicians go, I view him more of an antichrist than I do anything else. He is literally the opposite of anything that any Christian should be, and yet here he is as somebody who could be winning re-election. In the end, it is going to be what it's going to be. By the time we air this, it, it you know could be totally decided. Doesn't really matter, but it was great. It was phenomenal to have a conversation with somebody who has a literal 180 perspective on politics, and we just talked. Like, it, you know, we felt stress, we felt anxiety, stuff like that. I mean, it, it's important to both of us in our, our own ways, but it was nice just to chat and and not make it political, not try and convince one another. It's just, you know... We we know we know what we're experiencing, you know. I know people who are on the fence because uh, they're business owners, and from a business perspective, it's in their better interest to have a Republican as president. But they're like, dude, I don't want to. I don't want him as the president, but I don't want a debt. Like it's like, what the hell? I want. A Republican to be in office, I don't want that Republican to be in office. And it's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> System fa- overload. Fa- failure to compute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know, though, that people in, especially those who, I mean, I have several um, friends who are, like, huge Trump supporters. And it's good to be able to talk to them without feeling like they're putting up like a bullseye on me i mean i i don't i that's that's not a good way to put it but yeah would you ever do you think let's say if there was ever a time where the u.s has four or five major contenders as political parties would you still identify as democrat or do you think you would slide on over to another party oh fuck no Dude, if there if there was an option, yeah, no, I I totally, I would I would be all for the plurality, like massive number of parties, all with equal opportunities to capture states, stuff like that. I would love that. That would be amazing. That I would be I would be totally fine, totally fine with whatever result came out from. That sort of um, diversity. No, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, let's say for example, let's say for example, in 30 years, for some weird reason, we are the there's been this huge resurgence of people who vote Libertarian or Green Party or whatever. Are, is there any reason that you would ever find yourself voting, let's just say Libertarian or Green Party or Independent? If you felt that your vote counted because in this altered alternate world that we're living in, they have a chance at taking office. 100%. Totally. If the, if there was a party that kind of, for, oh, oh, and here, here's kind of my, my secret. You will get my vote if you become an education president to reform the education system. Man, it doesn't matter. Republican, libertarian, um, whatever. Like reform how we teach our kids to learn to ha- you know critically think stuff like that. Fuck yeah, doesn't matter. I I would one hundred percent be on board with that. Nice, cool. Nice. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know if your response was going to be that or no. Fuck that. 
Democrat, 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 Democrat. Blah, 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 blah. And I didn't no, know what response not... I was going to get. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat. I didn't uh, yeah. I didn't think that you're going to be that, but I just had to ask. I just want to know because I would for sure. Because I'm the type of person too. I'm not going to like it. It depends on whatever my needs are in that moment, whether it's for the presidency or any other type of office. Like, uh. I'm not going to stick with just one party. Like, I'll just, whatever, you know, is currently being offered on the menu, I will select that <laughs> option. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I might pick something yeah. else on the next one. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because there are things, there are things that I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. I like what you've done here. I like, uh, I'm not so sure I agree with this. And over here we have these options. But it's almost like a with what we have right now, it's a take it or leave it. And there are things that I like and dislike about both parties, both major parties that we have right now. Yeah. And it sucks that there's such the, there sucks that there's such this huge discord because one size does not fit all. That's why I would love to see like more than two major parties. It'd be awesome to have like five major parties, five or six major parties, because then you force, I think it would force people to work more together as opposed to us against them. I, I hate, I hate being confined to the democratic party just because they believe in the rule of law and democracy. Is that really the criteria that we should have in the most powerful nation in the world where you believe that democracy matters? There could be a better way. Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? I'm good. I'm out. I think I think we we've we've run this to the empt. Superb episode. This was this was cathartic for me. This was something yeah. that yeah I needed. I didn't know that this I needed. Great. <laughs> but now it I feels do. good to have a. It feels good to have this winner after uh, the last. What was it? I think we did. We successfully <laughs> released one episode after the third time we tried taping it. Yeah. Uh, so it feels good to get back on track. Hey, so we're, we're back on the road. Yeah, so that concludes things. I think this is episode 170. It's, one, it's 170, yeah. It's 170. 170. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on Stream of Thought. Until next time. Peace.